0: You're listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by a Moody and Sons Electrical. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. It's been a while, obviously. I mean... 97... 97 last 96 i actually looked on spotify the other day because i was like not only do i want to know when the last time we posted an episode i also wanted to know what's the last content we were putting out it was right after the triumph had lost the championship game to union omaha yeah georgia had not yet won a national no chance. we were coming off i think that was bef- right before the sec championship and i was talking a bunch of smack but then we got our butts handed it our just butts whooped like four i think it was 41 24 yet again but anyways you know that was the sec championship and then playoffs happen playoffs playoffs we're talking playoffs i mean obviously a little georgia a little georgia michigan and miami a little bama bama cincinnati a little power five, group of five team making the college football playoff cincinnati undefeated season till they ran into the buzzsaw that was alabama Jeez. so and then that led to something we we're obviously going to talk <clears> about <throat> today but zach we're back it's a very moody sports show i'm daniel moody i am zach whittington
1: Where are we located? We're in Taylors right now. We're
0: in Taylors, so typically more in like the Greenville, Greer area. Now the east side, if you will.
1: The east side.
0: Right next to the home turf. Pretty close to Hampton.
1: but the east side. The old stomping grounds. The east side. I, I said I was on my way back. I was on my way back. It was like a slow build, slow build, a major suspense hold up, and now I'm here, and here we are. Back, local, Recording. I felt like I went to Obama voice right there. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch McConnell.
0: Mitch McConnell. (laughs) uh, Doesn't want you to be home.
1: Sasha, Malia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, we're back.
0: We're Uh, back, man. It's been uh, a couple months off. Ninety seven, the holiday. December second was the last episode. December second holidays. I've had a birthday. Zach had a birthday. Valentine's Day just passed. There was a <laughs> wedding that happened. Yeah. One of the boys got married. Congratulations, Isaac Haynes.
1: Right. Oh yes. I actually have a bone to pick with uh Andy on this pod. Later. Oh.
0: Later. It's not a big bone to pick, but it's a rebuttal. So uh but there's meat on the bone and it must be picked.
1: Yes. Yes. It's it's not it's not that hardy of a bone, but We'll see. We'll see if I even remember when we get around to that. But So, Zach, how's it been going? First? Uh, it's been going up and down well. We're here. We're recording. I've uh, been watching and listening to so many podcasts, Daniel. So many. I've been living on YouTube. I try to tell people this. Cancel your cable subscriptions. You don't need Netflix. You don't need Hulu. You need YouTube Premium. You need YouTube Premium. They should hire me. I should be an influencer. Maybe we should be on YouTube, Daniel. Maybe that's a precursor for the future. I mean, foreshadowing—we could call it <laughs> perhaps literary devices: onomatopoeia, alliteration, uh, con, it, it, vowels. Uh, Dan, give me something. Commas, Oxford.
0: <laughs> Commas.
1: I'm stalling. I'm stalling. Uh, stalling.
0: Was that a uh, Vampire Weekend reference? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why would it not be?
1: I can play a Vampire Weekend song on guitar pretty well. Uh. Side note. Have you improved the guitar skills a lot? So here's the thing about me playing guitar, Dan. This is a great way to start the pod. <clears throat> I love playing guitar. Singing and playing guitar, it's hard. I don't care too much for uh, staying in time or rhythm or pitch. I just... uh. And I'm great at throwing down chords. You You're get, a rifter. You give me a chord, I'm a camp, I am am almost a campfire guitarist. If there
0: was a scale of beginner, um, basic a, chords. Give me like a six, six skill ranking for guitar players. Okay, one to six. One okay. to six, what's okay. the label? One to six starting from a campfire somewhere. From
1: one to six. One is you've never picked up guitar. You've never Present. you are you are a white belt in guitar playing. You know it's a guitar. You might not even know how many strings are on the guitar you're looking at. You could have counted, but you haven't because of your attention to detail. <laughs> so number one, you're not even aware it's a six string guitar. Okay. Number two, you know a G and a C chord. <laughs> You've have, you have learned a
0: chord. See, and... I know I'm not at two because I already am lost. Exactly. So
1: there you go. <laughs> So, basic chords and strumming in time, too. Three is basic songs, I guess, and like maybe different rhythms, different beats, like different chord patterns. I'm probably on three right now. Campfire. Forest campfire.
0: Forest campfire. campfire. So, we're on so the press of a campfire. Three
1: is basic. getting it down, is getting what we're going to call it. I'm getting it down. You're getting down. Because I have fun sometimes. i don't sometimes surprise myself. I'm like, whoa, was that good? But you give it a
0: couple more weeks, a couple more months. Give me, give me, this like a, man's, man's gonna give me be like playing, a year.
1: Give me like a year. It's, this it's man, a slow grind.
0: Summer 2023, he's gonna be playing at every campfire you're at. Yeah, exactly. So, for campfire guitarists,
1: okay.
0: campfire guitarists. So,
1: campfire guitarists is exactly what it sounds like. We're sitting around a campfire, somebody breaks out a guitar, and this guy's like, oh my God, he just threw down fucking any song we yell at him. He knows he All can play. The classics. And he's picking different strings he's hitting the rhythm he'll hit you with a solo somewhere and then y'all like clap and you're like oh wow we didn't know you could play like that trent uh <laughs> this guy's obviously <laughs> named trent
0: clearly because of the skill on you're the so guitar. fucking great
1: you also have a six-pack abs thanks fucking trent for coming to the campfire and then uh level five i would say lead guitarist Okay, lead guitarist. So lead guitarist. You're in a band. You're in a band, probably like somebody. We have a friend who plays. We have a friend who's a lead guitarist.
0: Skyler, absolute lead guitarist, number five. Five. You're possibly a six. Five. Five, Lead guitarist.
1: You're getting on stage. You you speak amplifier. You You speak. Basic. You you think basic songs are too basic. You you love off rhythm patterns and music that is different because you're you. You've heard too much of the normal music. You need different music. That you get it. Lead guitar. Okay, number six. You're Eric
0: Clapton. You're really it's like Slash. (laughs) No, I I think Stevie Ray. Jimmy Hendrix. If
1: I if you were to hold a gun to my head just because of what other people said, I would say Stevie Ray Vaughan's the best guitarist ever. Some people. Who is the guitarist for Grateful Dead? Jerry Garcia. Jerry is Garcia. there another one that's great? Uh,
0: there's uh, Bob Weir. Played, Bob Weir's also guitar great. as well. For people them. say
1: Mayer's great. People obviously Slash, uh, Santana. Oh my god, I love Santana.
0: I think Jimi Hendrix is probably one of your top guitarists of all time. That man changed what people did with guitars when he was playing. Like when he sort of initiated the 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 psychedelic rock. What's your favorite movement. Jimmy song? Uh, Along the Watchtower, but also Hey Joe. Hey Joe is just absolutely fantastic. Alright, so precursor to our wrestling segment. Voodoo Child by
1: Jimi Hendrix as Hulk Hogan's theme in the early 2000s coming into wrestling back on WWE Raw. Will forever hold a spot in my heart. Voodoo Child is the best thing I've ever heard. The most ear-pleasing song ever. If you haven't listened, Voodoo Child, in parentheses, Slight Remix. Go look it up. Jimmy Hendrix. Do yourself a favor. Watch Hulk Hogan clips too. I know he's like racist or something, but pretty much every seven-year-old white guy is.
0: <laughs> you've been on TV at some point apparently. World
1: heavyweight champ or not, you're probably racist if you're seven-year-old and white. It's just the way it is.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm just, that was a bold statement. <laughs> so, Zach, you've been, you've been on, you told me, yeah, we haven't seen each other lately. Uh, you told me that you have been on obviously the podcast, Listen, Dan Levitar, oh, cool. Joe Rogan experiences. So you've been, been <laughs> speaking enjoying, of speaking of racism. <laughs> <you've been laughs> Joe, enjoying, Rogan Joe Rogan has been in some heat. I do think if you want to talk the Spotify, then the Joe Rogan issues. That's very intriguing. That's intriguing stuff to me. The fact that Joe Rogan is in the hot seat on the hot plate, if you will. Sizzling. Yet Spotify still absolutely backing him, even when you have artists uh, pulling music off of Spotify because of it. Very intriguing. Stuff. Neil Young, Neil Quietly Young put his music back on Spotify. Did he? I didn't know that. Quietly. Okay, Shh. development. Quietly. Sh- quiet. Have I told it? Quietly, we need the we need the money. Quietly. Hey man, I, I need the <laughs> Neil Young. Let's be honest. Don't <laughs> oh, take it oh, from me.
1: Dang it! I'm. Young man, look at my... What is it, old man? What is that song, Neil Young's song?
0: Whatever. Keep going. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> I knew exactly the song. I don't know the name of the song. But anyway, so you said that you were also on YouTube watching old... Not old, but WWE coverage. There was a, there was a YouTube channel you were watching. All right. So what you got going on with the WWE? I also didn't know. also went to a Rumble recently. Yeah, you're about to get a... Mo-
1: the emotions are, they're going wild. Because January 3rd, first Raw of the year in Greenville, South Carolina. I texted the group to go. <laughs> tickets were expensive. We tried to plan ahead. It was too far ahead, so nobody wanted to pull the trigger on tickets. And then my good buddy from uh, early childhood called me an hour before, and he was like, hey, man, I just drove by Bonsker Arena. Are we going to Raw? It's like, yeah, I guess we're going to Raw. <laughs> So uh, $25 later, I'm on the fifth row behind the commentary booth where they usually get destroyed by the end of the night.
0: Pretty sure they got destroyed. I hope to God it would. I feel pretty, like I'd be wrong Pretty
1: sure it got destroyed. But anyways, night before, it was, a, it was a pay-per-view the night before, and Brock Lesnar just won the title for the first time in forever. So Monday Night Raw, first one of the year in January, Brock Lesnar shows up with the title, starts the show. <sighs> Huge pop, highest rated RAW, in over like four months on TV. The one in Greenville, uh, Bobby Lashley. There was a fatal four way match. It was amazing. They went into the concession stand hallway area of the the Bon Arena, and we're fighting st- like what? street file size. Oh my god! I love it was, when they go outside. It was amazing because it was a tri- it was a it was a fatal four way. So there's four guys. It, it was the main event, and then three of them were like beating each other up in the f- stands. And they uh, made their way into the concession stands. And then they made their way back into the arena and they were in the tunnel where people like come out and go to their seats. And you see the three guys beating each other up. And then it's WWE. So I've been watching a long time. I knew before, right before everybody else, I was like, wait a second. Where's the fourth guy?
0: You got to keep track of Where, your numbers, guys. Where's
1: the fourth guy? And then you look up, and he's standing on top of the tunnel, jumps and does a flip, and lands on all three of the other guys. Takes guy. them all out. Takes them all out. Kevin Owens. Rumors of him against Stone Cold at uh, WrestleMania. We'll see. Because Kevin Owens got the Stone Cold Stunner passed down to him. And I think it's pretty
0: controversial. He's a good wrestler, but come on now. But if you're going to take it, you got to go take it. You don't just get it.
1: Or come on now. Say it. You're giving the Stone Cold Stunner? To Kevin Owens, but they're talking dream match at WrestleMania. This WrestleMania, this WrestleMania, so crazy talk. But anyways, rejuvenated my love for uh, wrestling. I mean, I've always been fringe. I've never really cared. I still can't say I watch Raw, SmackDown week to week, but I'll watch the highlights, catch up, stay with the storylines. That's all it's all about. But I did watch the Royal Rumble, Dan. And it was one of the worst ones ever by the reviews, but I loved
0: every minute.
1: Johnny Knoxville was in it. Oh, dude. Promoting the new Jackass
0: movie. Yes, of
1: course. And uh, he he almost eliminated somebody, and then he got eliminated.
0: He looks old, but also he should look old, I would assume, he has with all been, the things he's done. He has been
1: through a lot. A lot of stress on the body. I mean, it's just the white hair.
0: Who is uh, the other main dude in Jackass? Chris... Uh, Pontius? Pontius, yes. I saw that uh, on Twitter. Chris Pontius is the most... Is the actor that has the most odd like on screen time nude of any actors out there. Really? Yeah, like <laughs> it's the, I have seen I was him. like, what a I have statistic. seen him in a thong since so, I was a child. So many times. It is so strange. Wild but like, Boys also was one funny. of my favorite shows. <laughs> well it's funny.
1: Wild Boys is one of my stuff. favorite shows. Shout out to uh, Zach White if you're listening. I used to go over to my buddy Zach White's house, and watch Wild Boys. That was a <laughs> great show. <laughs> stuff, that was the early days of Netflix, like early
0: days of MTV. Oh man. That was like back in the day when we were watching. Oh man, so many so many great shows. Wow. Also bad shows, terrible shows. Yes, many terrible shows. but
1: speaking of the better shows sports sports, we're back talking sports. I love me- one last thing I have to tell you for the wrestling. So I'm a little older, right? mid-20s, right? 25. 26. So, so we know wrestling is scripted. Notice I said scripted. It's still everything's sports. The impact's real. You're jumping. They're putting their bodies on the line.
0: Those people do wake up hurting. The it next may be day.
1: choreographed. May have predetermined outcomes. I don't know the outcomes. So if you just live in the moment and put your phone away, it's pretty fun to watch, especially also, in person. But also, but,
0: even if somebody partially hits you with a chair, lightly hits you with a metal chair, exactly doesn't it hurt still? Exactly. <laughs> jumping off a ladder is jumping off a
1: ladder. But uh, anyways. It's funny because there's kids sprinkled out, and I'm like in the fifth row. So there's kids with their dads, and the kids like these up-and-coming wrestlers. These newer guys that I kind of think are lame because I'm older. I've been around. I like the guys that are still around, and they're now considered bad guys. And I'm drinking drinking some beers. (laughs) Drinking some beers. I'm, I'm thirsty. I'm having a good time. I am cheering on the guys that I like. You're a villain. I was a menace in this crowd. <laughs> there's, there's this kid wearing the like wide receiver gloves of one of the guys that's like kind of douchey, in my opinion. And I was like, boo, AJ Styles sucks, boo. And I'm cheering for the other guy. And this kid is like two rows above me like hanging over his seat, turning around. He's like, no, no, I love AJ stuff. And then like Bobby Lashley's in that fatal four-way and Bobby won and I'm cheering for Bobby, me and Earl both are cheering for Bobby and uh, just started a Bobby chant, Bobby, Bobby. 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 And these kids are just so mad. They wanted the other guys to win. We literally, and like everybody's loving it. Like the energy in our section is amazing. And uh, we actually had this kid right beside Earl and he was going with us. He was loving us putting down the cheers. But then there's a guy beside me had a real title belt. He had, like, the $500,000 replica yeah. title belt, and we passed it down to the kids sitting with his dad, and they got, like, a picture together with the WWE title belt. Bringing families together, father-son relationships, Bobby Lashley, Brock Bobby Lesnar. Bobby Bobby, 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 Bobby. I got to see Edge. I got to see Rey Mysterio. <laughs> What more could you good want? good stuff,
0: man. I, I, do good wish, I, w- I do wish we had gone. I wish I'd gone. Man, I'm and not going it. to that so bad. Been been I'm so sorry
1: I went last second. I probably should still have invited y'all. Hey. But now it has secured that I will never miss another game.
0: Well, it also knows, like, they've had, I know they had WWE in Greenville when we were it's kids. It's like once like a year, that dude. stuff comes back around. It's so like we'll have another opportunity. And if you don't get
1: Raw, you get SmackDown, but this was Raw. But then they have live events that aren't on TV. Like, I don't know. I'm not even up to date. I think they might have just canceled what I'm talking about. But Raw, big deal, worth the 25 bucks. Okay, And I got two shirts. Nice. Edge and Biggie Langston. Good so, stuff. So now that everyone thinks I'm a nerd, pass it over to Dan.
0: <laughs> All right, Zach. WWE, <laughs> I love it. We coming back. First pod in a few months. Very Fire. first sport we're talking. WWE, we're back, baby. Right in it. Also, Zach, the triumph, my boys. Oh, my gosh, man. Oh, my gosh. You broke my heart pre-pod, dude. Pre-pod. You broke my heart. So there has been some, obviously, the triumph. We mentioned the beginning of the pod, lost Union Omaha in the final. But that's still, overall, we've talked about it. The season was still successful. This team is a successful team. Three years three championships appearances one championship you know it's it's very impressive i think this team is a legitimate team i think this team it has great support from the local community and the 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 businesses and stuff like all the businesses are there all the all the restaurants and stuff they have there the games all their supporters and stuff. everything seems to be going well and working well so obviously it made sense that going into the next couple seasons, we were going to start looking for a stadium. And so the Greenville triumph had a plan. Doug Irwin had a plan to try to get funding, not only from some local support, uh, from private businesses, not only from their, their funding, they were going to try to fund, I think 300,000, $350,000 or something of that vicinity. Um, for a complex that would also... They were trying to get assistance from Greenville County to build in Malden. That would have been a multi-purpose complex, but also would have been the home for the Greenville Triumph. It would have been right off the interstate. They would have been able to build bars and massive like, parking area and stuff. <laughs> there would been with bars. restaurants. <laughs> they were talking about apartments and hotels. All sorts of stuff. Things you could expand on, but initial idea build a stadium they wanted eighty one hundred seats that's a lot of seats but the idea was also that maybe the seats are for the idea that we could build the, the there, there's going to be expansion we want to keep building but also you're going to want to try to fill use it for other things like upper state championship games things of that nature football games all the way i kept saying the Burns Daniels game is a massive football game in Greenville in, in Greenville, South Carolina. Like you could host that thing there and pack that stadium. I absolutely think eighty one hundred people would come to that game. What about Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw. Midfield. <laughs> baby, I'm there. But anyways, yeah. So like it was it was absolutely something I thought was legitimate. And uh, it went through a couple different votes. Uh, and it kept getting pushed along and pushed along and kept they kept trying to work with them. And the city council held a vote this past Monday. And it was going to be the final vote with the city council to go to the actual, like, full Greenville County Council. And it got shut down, but it did not have... They did not host any conversation... They, they did not host any like the Doug Irwin didn't get to say anything at the, time, at the meeting or anything. They just voted 3-2 to decline, to, to not go through with it. And then the three people that voted against it did not do any media time afterwards. And up to now, I've only heard of one speaking to the media about the vote. Which is insane to me that you can make that vote break and i understand like we're like it's greenville triumph is not exactly the biggest thing ever but like i think this is a legitimate team for the for greenville city county for greenville that could make the expansion of greenville because everybody knows greenville's growing it's getting bigger it could be a huge stepping piece for greenville as a did it just have to be a majority uh, yeah it just had to be three so two, you were four. almost there man. and we were right there and so like the fact that they won't even come out and speak on it or like, guilty I, it's crazy to me and guilty. like just you snuck out the back door post vote you don't even tell you just sneaking out the back door ridiculous i was very upset i was disheartened but at the same time doug everyone said that's not that does not discourage the idea of their plans they're gonna go back to the drawing board the uh 2022 season was going to be played in uh, legacy charter uh uh either way you know so we'll still be there and we have do have to figure out something for 2023 because i do know our contract with legacy is up after that so we'll have to find something um but that being said i still a lot of hype up for this season a lot of the guys coming back key pieces that we wanted to see come back i see what you're doing it's one of those literary devices from earlier in the poem. Exactly, a little rhythm, a little rhyme. What is Paul the Walt? That's just rhyming. Rhyming purely. I do believe maybe there's something else. Repetition
1: not... of n sounds of words.
0: Do rhyming. I? <laughs> do I look like a word scholar? Data languager, if you need that, Zach. Not me. Okay. Data languager. Data languager. I'm not built is for it. Is that a job position data <laughs>
1: languager? Do you get that in the IT department? <laughs> the um,
0: Paul the wall. Tyler Paul. Oh, Baldy, big Baldy, old man. Yeah. Shout out your guy. I've been facing Classic my baldness kept. lately. Oh man. I've I've already accepted. If if it starts going, we're growing the beard out. Hair's gone. I'm already started the beard. The beard is work. Your beard's looking good. This is a good one. I'm happy with those oh, We still got Evan Lee, uh, Alan, Alan, yeah, is coming back, Alan, Nico, Don, Ibarra, Keegan coming home from God, Madison. It's you and the crazy. literary devices. Man. I'm so excited, man. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so excited to see Keegan back. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Noah Pilato, finally oh, wow. going to have him. It was good to see him at the end of the season and like him being fully getting in uh, you know, game shape and everything. I think Noah's going to be a massive piece to the team this year. Uh, Aaron Walker back, Fricky back. So a lot of the back line is back. Uh, there's a bunch of new players, Noah Frank on the defense. Uh, Catino and uh, Vento Evans is going to be in the midfield. Evans coming from Fort Lauderdale. Contino played in the Champions League uh not champions league but uh usl champions USL. Yeah. um and then also we got jacob lebovitz coming in for attack from virginia tech he was acc offensive player i think offensive player or just acc player of the year last year okay so really really excited about lebovitz hoping with him and keegan together and maybe playing like a up top a couple times we need to see what happens with donnelly and a couple players like that but uh really excited for all that i think we're going to be it's going to be a good looking team but that being said with all these new additions Zach, we do need to say a massive thank you and adios a good luck to all the fellow fare players thee well fare thee well to dallas jay do. abdi muhammad shout out abdi even Mr. your guy the the pace that man could bring to the field fantastic lomas competing for the boot i love where's it. he going I, I did not see a lot on Lomas. Uh, Lachlan-City? Lachlan missing to Ozzy. No more Aussie. 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 Where's he going? Uh, Chelsea? Chelsea, he should be. <laughs> we should be getting a pretty penny from Chelsea for you, boy. We, we keep losing uh, these players to the Premier Andrew League. Andrew Booth goes to the USL champions. He gets Moving a step up. Line? Shout out, Andrew. And then uh, Max Hemmings, who was supposed to be coming back actually just recently in the day, past day or so, uh, him in the Triumph... Uh, mutually parted ways so goodbye Max shout out to the boys hope you all continue successful careers but we appreciate what you did for the triumph and for Greenville um, we get preseason game 26 at Clemson Zach we going me and Andy already decide we're sliding go grab a little lunch Saturday a Little Saturday game a little lunch a little game time It'd be good stuff
1: Might be a good trip It'd
0: be a good trip and it'll be a good measurement because I do think like Clemson obviously Clemson soccer is a well-known uh, one Natty national championship in the past few years and uh, consistently in the top few of the soccer uh, NCAA. So that'll be a good measuring stick initially for seeing what this team can do as far as trying to get the cohesion together.
1: So you expect Greenville should win that game? What?
0: Uh, I think, I mean, we should just by the fact, like, also, you know, you do have – Veteran players, a professional, who professional team, professional, should always yeah. Beat a but D1 that being said, team. I do believe it'll be a competitive game overall because you still have a lot, like I said, you still got a lot of time, timing to work out and stuff, and like cohesion to build with the team. But that's going to be exciting. There's three other preseason games, one of them being an open door at Furman uh, practice field. So it'll be cool to see the team a couple times before the season. But first game, April 2nd at home versus new team to USL League One, Fuego FC out of Fresno, California.
1: Fuego FC. Fuego FC. Is that like a play on
0: wildfires? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Was that uh, was that a bad joke? I don't know, but like It wasn't you know, a joke at first. It wasn't really a joke, but uh I mean I don't really know why they chose Fuego FC, but Fresno, California, long travel for the boys for a first game in USL League One. <laughs> So, come, come on. Where's our next game? Bring Greenville, it to, South literally Carolina? literally on the complete opposite side of the country. East side? Like, I think it's a direct straight line. Boom, boom. It's <laughs> so, about, yeah, it's about far away. It's about far away. You're going to have to... It's not a bus ride, I'll tell you that. Imagine
1: if they had a cool stadium to come visit. Oh, man.
0: I am just so... They're going to a high school. So disappointed at the same time. Hope to God they can figure something out. It's not out. even a real school. So, Zach... Before we finish up the triumph talk, one little thing we do need to note: women's triumph, Greenville triumph, the gals, lady triumph, the ladies are going to be also kicking off their inaugural season this year. You going to get a jersey? Uh, dude, why not? They got. I, it's going to be solid. I'm going to. Are go they to going to make games. men's cuts, women's jerseys? I have no idea. Maybe they. I wonder if they'll have two separate. They kids. I hope they do. They, they better have something clean. There better because be two XL I don't jersey. think it's the same. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't really looked too much, but I don't know if it's the same crest or not. I think they may have a different crest, but I may be wrong about that as well. But the women's team has been filling out their their roster. A lot of local, uh, like college players. Some, a couple high school players. Uh, that are going to be graduating in the next year or two. Uh, a couple of them. Julie Macklin is a Clemson alumni. Played for a Clemson uh, soccer, uh, women's soccer team. Furman alumni. Caitlin Riley going to be on the team. So a lot of local girls. So even if you don't exactly love soccer, you can identify with this team and the fact that like these are people, these are girls that have been playing this game for their lifetime and they've been playing it in the upstate it's hometown people. So go out, support, rep. It's going to be great. I think they have like a 12, like a 14, 18 game season. So, you know, you get like six to seven games, something like that at home. But yeah, it was, it's exciting stuff. A lot of good stuff happening for the triumph, both women's and men's side. So good stuff. Zach, Super Bowl? Man, Joe Sheisty. Joe Baroith. Joe with Burrow with... Zach, I have a question. Do you think Joe Burrow has missed out on his opportunity for a Super Bowl ring, or do you think that team will be able to make it back to a Super Bowl? Because I personally stand by the belief that Joe Burrow will have another opportunity, whereas Matthew Stafford will literally... That was his opportunity for a Super Bowl. If he didn't have take advantage of it, he was never going to have that opportunity again. I do not believe they were going to get back. I
1: think the Rams could get right back next year. I don't agree with that at all. I think Cincinnati's lucky to be there. I mean, you got to think. You have a Patriot down year. You have Tom Brady in the other division. You have Mahomes down year. You have Herbert missing the playoffs. You have Raiders uh, crazy show from the leadership up, some players involved. I mean, the AFC, like, what's going on there? The Broncos suck. The Dolphins suck. Everyone sucks in the AFC, except for those top teams, and they underperformed, and then Joe Burrow slid his way with a what? receiver who's crazy all the way to the Super Bowl, and you're playing against L.A., who, with all the momentum in the world on Cincinnati's side, everyone wanted Joe Scheisty to win. Everyone wanted Joe Shiesty. I even said before the game that pass rush is going to be too much.
0: Not present in the fourth quarter.
1: That defensive line is going to get to you, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, you got Aaron Donald, you got Von Miller, you got you got Super Bowl MVP on defensive line, and you got a player who's been a ninety nine on Madden for six years, who's going to stay that way. Matt Stafford, apparently the best quarterback since sliced bread, coming out of the the. The dogs.
0: Listen. We'll talk about I, the dogs later. We'll talk about the dogs. I don't think Matthew Stafford's that great of a quarterback. And I'm not saying that I'm saying that as a dog. He's missing his Matthew top wide Stafford. receiver,
1: Robert Woods. He missed his top wide receiver, Odell, for three quarters of the Super Bowl. He's hit the most predictable guy on the field, and they can't stop. I think
0: him. I think Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback and is a better quarterback than people give him credit for because people think the Detroit issues were just his fault. It is not that way, but that also being said. If he did not have Cooper Cup, that R- man was not going to be able to do things. Not and, true, not, and, true. And not true. I understand that. you he... put
1: Devontae Adams right there where Cooper Cup is, you're fine. I mean, he just needs a number one receiver, and the number one receiver is going to make it easier for a number two receiver because Matthew Stafford can make every throw on the field. Yes, he's been hit a lot, and that problem. he's not the best quarterback in the league.
0: Not the best quarterback. That's exactly right. He's not got, the best quarterback. He's
1: got one of the best arms of all time.
0: Supposedly. That man has a cannon. Supposedly. Okay, listen. I think with Joe Burrow, I think you're absolutely right. Joe Burrow and them took advantage of what clearly was a lax at first with the Chiefs, a laxadaisical play calling. It's not even Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes played fantastic in the in the AFC Championship. What it comes down to is B, uh, Eric Biami deciding that he's just going to stop running the ball when they're running the ball for seven yards a clip. Don't, I don't you hate I, it? I, I, it doesn't make stop sense. Running Zach, the ball. Zach, The reason Georgia would lose to Bama all the time, hint hint, something's coming. But uh, is because we would stop running the ball. People feel like once you get in these tight games, you have to stop running the ball. No, that's not how it works. You run the ball because you're in the tight game. And the Rams because you have faith in your team.
1: And the Rams didn't run the ball either. They only had like 40 yards. No, and they couldn't
0: run the ball. They were struggling to run the ball a lot. DJ Reader
1: on that defense. DJ
0: Reader was having a fantastic game. Watched it with Andy Lane, a couple of the you know Bradley was there, and Ryan and Catherine and uh, Andy kept saying, "Shout out DJ Reader." And he was. He had a fantastic game. But I think, I think you're right that I think the Rams may have potential to get back there. But like you said, the NFC is a lot better than the AFC, and so it's going to be work every year. To get back there. Until
1: Aaron Rodgers comes to the AFC too. And then what are you supposed to do, Joe Burrow? But with
0: Joe Burrow, so here's the thing is, like you said, that team absolutely outperformed. But I don't think it outperformed on the fact of like Joe Burrow isn't that good and he's going to decline or Jamar Chase isn't going to be able to do the same thing. I think all that's going to be the same. I think the difference is now they know that they have a receiver. They have their quarterback. They have a running back. Their defense is pretty good overall. We need to fix that offensive line. We know the weakness of the team is giving up eight sacks to Tennessee, is giving up seven sacks to the Rams in the Super Bowl in two quarters. That's your problem. Call me crazy. And so if you can go fix that in the draft, why why is that team not contending? I mean, for the, I mean,
1: this draft AFC. for them is seven offensive linemen. If you know what you're doing, you draft seven offensive linemen and you plug them into your line, and, and you, you go and get you and you
0: and you what you even do is you go trade up and you get two. Or three legitimate offense. You don't go take seven guys that are sh- and four of them are shooter. You go get the three best offensive linemen that are coming out of Bama, Georgia, and Clemson, or whatever these top schools are. Go get these guys that you know are going to be NFL long-term players, and then you end up. With a a Whitlow or a you know that is on the Rams who's forty four and still able to perform at that Andrew level Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth like you have that ability like that's the thing is you don't you don't go I don't think this is a team that you got to take flyers like they should be looking at players they know are going to pan out
1: who's and that- I know
0: it's hard to say that with the NFL yeah. but with the offensive lineman at least you sort of know if you're getting like a you know Alabama senior offensive lineman. He's probably pretty freaking good. I mean, know? yeah,
1: I agree with that. And it's like with Quentin Nelson with the Colts. Like some teams passed on Quentin Nelson. Like you can't miss. Like and you were a fool. Yeah, exactly. Like and it. You ask like the Dolphins. Teams like the Dolphins and the Jets who get this wrong all the time. <laughs> teams like the Panthers. the <laughs> teams to get this wrong all the time. Look in the back in the backyard. Yeah, teams to get this wrong all the time. And it's like, how <laughs> when when you measure these guys all the same, I just how does one team not miss the can't-miss guy, and how do teams miss the can't-miss guy? We're not deep enough in the the machine to know this, but it's just like, Bengals, you're not getting back. Like, oh, man, and you were healthy at the right time, too, for the Bengals. Like, Jamar Chase was unstoppable this year. Like, there's a, a good connection. But I, I'm also tired of the running back thing. Like, I don't care that you have Joe Mixon. If you have four offensive linemen who are badasses, whoever your running back is is going to be a household yeah, name. Yeah, you
0: don't need a Nick Chubb or something of that
1: nature. Whoever it is is going to be a household name because he's getting a ton of yards because your offensive line's nasty. That's mm-hmm. football. That's football.
0: That is exactly
1: right. And I, was, I didn't want the Rams
0: to win. Dude. I did So I absolutely <laughs> did. I, I enjoyed uh, Matthew Stafford getting a Super Bowl ring. Shout out Leonard Floyd on the defense. Another Georgia boy. Your boy. Leonard Floyd is a guy who this year I think a, a lot of people learned that name on that defensive line next to Aaron Donald. I've been preaching it for four years at least since he got to the Rams that he is pro. He is just as good as Aaron Donald on that defensive line. He is a he is a force of nature. So, but uh, shout out to Leonard Floyd getting the ring. I enjoyed the Rams. Where'd you watch, Zach? Where'd you watch? Did you watch it with anybody? You watch it at home. What was the what was the Super Bowl move?
1: Where did I watch the Super Bowl? I think I think I might have just been home for halftime.
0: Yeah, I watched half and half.
1: Half and half. It wasn't a big deal. Okay. Pretty sure I went to the gym and cool. I came home, watched Sam might come over, drank a beer too, watched the first half, and then we left right before the halftime show from here to get to his house for the massive TV for the halftime show. Yeah. And then we all just talked through the halftime show. And then uh, but the King of New York and, uh, 50 Cent was there. So. 50 Cent, hanging upside down like a bat. <laughs> yeah, I'm too young. I don't remember him hanging upside down in the video. I, my mom only let me Was that,
0: that a time. video? He did that, that his in a video? music video.
1: So Get Rich, Die Trying.
0: I didn't know he did it in the music. I thought that was just really, really unfortunate. No, it
1: was a callback. It was a callback. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't, like, ple- flattering. But uh, he did that a long time ago. Went 12 times platinum on Get Rich, Die Trying. Good album. I mean, I love the hits from 50 cent. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't like, holy shit, I love 50 cent like some people do. Some people.
0: All about it. There are
1: some people that argue 50 cent the biggest star from the halftime show. I get it. I get it. He literally ruled the world for a couple of years. But we were like in first through third grade. When 50 Cent rolled the world. Obviously, we don't yeah, understand. Yeah, there's no way I knew exactly we don't understand, what was happening. But we still bump in the club.
0: I get it. I get it. But P-I-M-P- at the same time, time, there's a lot better Can't get a dollar out of me. So, I actually... That, that's hilarious you brought up 50 Cent. Because, yeah, we I was I watched it with, the, like I said, I'll I watched take it, it to with Wayne, Catherine, watched it with a bunch of people. you know We had a little Super Bowl party. It was fun. Everybody brought some food. have a little story about the food preparation i'm not a cooker but anyways uh we were sitting there watching a halftime show and like you know snoop Dogg does his opening thing and dre does his opening thing they're singing um what was the next episode next episode to open up absolutely love the opening and i did i thought it was a really good halftime show overall <laughs> but absolutely hilarious when they go to 50 cent hanging upside down i think it was andy who just goes how long have they had him hanging upside down there? Oh, wow. It's like, that's so true. Like, I was like, what if they went to him and he was just completely passed out? Like he had blacked out because they had him upside down. Well, down. I assume he was <laughs> probably, was...
1: he probably had his legs <laughs> harnessed in and he was, he was chilling like in a horizontal position holding on to something probably for a little bit. And then he was like, okay, lights out, time to- Spider-Man, my way upside down. Well, and
0: then Kendrick Kendrick Lamar and all his, uh like, backup dancers and stuff are all, like, in boxes on the ground. And so, like, they're all just, like, huddled up in a little ball in a box. And I'm like, well, how long did they have to do that? And then, of course, Eminem comes out. And he's just sort of sitting there hanging out on, like, a stool. And stands up. He actually popped a knee.
1: put his head down a little... Yep, the, I heard the NFL
0: said they did not want him to do that, but... Don't, t- don't tell people what to do. Whatever <laughs> you tell
1: Eminem to do, he will do the exact yeah, opposite.
0: Same premise, like I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg was told not to do any partake in Please any don't habits. not walk. Well, don't and don't partake in your habits that you enjoy. It's a legal state. Come on, and uh, there's clear video of him on the internet prior to going out, buffing on his, on his, uh, you know. You think Snoop Dogg isn't going to (laughs) smoke? Why would he not? Like obviously, Snoop Dogg has made millions and millions
1: and millions of dollars smoking weed every day for the last four years. Should have known it was coming. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen? Good stuff. uh, You know what's funny about the show? If you've ever like let's let's just break it down. If you've ever like opened Pandora and put on classic hip hop, the first five songs that come on that randomly <laughs> generated playlist is what the Super Bowl halftime show was. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> by far. I was like, if you've heard of the genre of rap or hip hop, you've heard all of these songs. Well, that was like
0: one of my coworkers. Except for Mary J. Blige, one, I think
1: her second song was horrible.
0: One I, of my co-workers. One of my co- coworkers was actually saying she was like. It's crazy. Like, I knew all the songs and all the artists up there outside of Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. And it's funny because, like, that halftime show really was, like, aimed at a crowd of, like, 35 to 45-year-olds it's the people who own homes and pay for cable. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Like, it was so funny. Guess what they're going to be How playing s- in 10, 20 they years. They singled it in on it, and they're coming for us soon, Zach. They they're are. They're going to
1: have Little Nas X and Miley
0: up there And soon. I'm going to be staying there. I'm going to be like, ah, it was really I good. I loved I really <laughs> loved it. And I'm like, God dang it, I'm old. <laughs> it's going it to hit. Even like a when you, When you genuinely love the Super Bowl halftime show, does that mark you as old? Question mark. I, I'm very curious. Because I, I feel like it does. I feel I like the Who... Don't the Who is so good. God bless, don't, don't, man. But that also just tells you we're old souls, Zach. We were old at the age of 12 or whatever that was. We are Southern white guys <laughs> who
1: grow up on classic rocks.
0: So. My dad had played The Who eight billion times in the car. Shout out, Dad. Thank you. I do like this. <laughs> Thank I you. Love Thank the who. you. Thank you for just show. I still love me. The Who. I absolutely love The also Who. Also like The Doors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: Van Halen. I'll, ju- I'll just keep ripping <laughs> classic let me, rock Let me songs. just keep naming you all the classic Jump! rock. Du, 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 du. <laughs> burning down the house. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna shut down this whole pod. All getting right. getting levied. All right, I'm
1: gonna go get my symbols. <laughs> all right,
0: Zach. Did want to uh, ask you also before we get out of the NFL conversation? Two questions. First. This quick one England soccer club, uh, one of the England soccer clubs, the Champions this, League team <laughs> wanted has announced. I saw they announced they want to put a bid in to host a Super Bowl one year. So Whoa. question, would you be down with a European hosted Super Bowl? We time-wise it would never We 100%
1: work. said no to this in 1776, Daniel. <laughs> There, there, there are a couple pieces of paper in Washington, D.C. right now that will tell you that we are not going to play the Super Bowl in the motherland.
0: I'm, I say we agree to it. If they agree to stop calling soccer football, If they do that, then we got it, all right? We'll have a good deal. That's not
1: going to happen. It'll never happen, so it's not going to happen. We're going to drink beer, and we're going to watch the Super Bowl in (laughs) fucking Arlen, Texas with Jerry (laughs) for the next 10 years. How about that?
0: Because the Dallas Cowboys will never be worried about making it. But they have a nice stadium. Hey, man, I'll watch it. SoFi was
1: cool, I guess.
0: SoFi, I I would like to go to SoFi. (laughs) It seems like a cool stadium because you're literally outside, and you take two steps, you're inside the stadium. All right, did
1: y'all catch this at the end of the halftime show? indoor-outdoor. It was indoor.
0: It's indoor. It's indoor, but I feel like it's indoor outdoor. It's Very sh- It's shaped that. like a ram, yeah.
1: but the wrong ram. The, <laughs> the old ram, not the new logo. It's shaped like the old logo. But uh, did you see the end of the halftime show? They had that stupid little cutscene that was like Dre standing on top of SoFi. Real quick, it like zoomed out. No, it was like three <laughs> seconds. I
0: did catch not catch it. it. How about any
1: of the commercials?
0: Commercial wise, I thought there were. It's crazy. First off, absolutely, there was. So commercials, a lot of controversial stuff coming out of it. Obviously, me being, us being younger doesn't bother us as much. I did hear a lot of old people upset with the QR code bouncing around screen commercial. Clearly that's going to irritate all the older crowd. I think there was a lot of the cryptocurrency commercials, which is just cracking me up because all they did was just go pay every celebrity. So many celebrities got bags over the Super Bowl. Um big one that caught my eye the pringles commercial where the dude had his hands stuck in it from like childhood to death and then his like son or grandson gets his hand stuck in one i thought that was funny that was a good one. um there was an austin powers one i thought was crazy i was like dang man that's a little bit of a throwback i didn't even think how old austin powers was until i saw that and i was like we haven't seen God. and they were trying they- <laughs> we were sitting there watching that one came on and I was like that's crazy cause they like had all the characters but they couldn't bring back Mini-Me obviously I was like dang that sort of sucks too reminded me that Mini-Me is no longer with us man
1: R.I.P. burn
0: R.I.P. man we're- the Super Bowl commercials whipping up some emotions in me look at me Kanye I'm a mess. like
1: a-, a battle tank at McDonald's did you see that?
0: yeah he's about to shoot Pete Davidson right? <laughs> It's all just a ploy it's people. All a ploy. He just
1: released a docu series. <laughs> he doesn't he's not crazy.
0: I saw HBO is about to drop a docu a two-part documentary on uh the life of Larry David. I think that would be pretty cool. But all these obviously I think we may have talked about this with the Jordan documentary and things like that, but all these documentaries coming out, the Brady documentary, four 10 10-part documentary, all of them are just made by the person it's about, and so all of it's just narrated to what they want you to know. You've started
1: filming your life and taking stories for your documentary series, right? There. I
0: mean, obviously. <laughs>
1: I mean, we have a verbal you know, library.
0: Yesterday, I filmed all 16 hours of me sitting on the couch doing nothing. It was thrilling. 16 hours? Yeah. Not really. I worked yesterday, but it is what it is anyways. Uh, Sports. Sports. Uh, Zach. NFL did try to sneak one by us, and they did slightly, but hey. you know it, everything comes up eventually. They dropped the news post-Super Bowl or right at the end of the Super Bowl, perhaps, that they are actually going to be doing a full investigation into if Brian Flores' allegations that he was offered money to lose jobs by the GM of the Dolphins, if that is actually legitimate or not. And I just wanted to say, although... It's not ideal. Still. Finn's fan. Just hope we can resolve all these issues. So, Go so, Fins. so if you're a sports
1: fan, you're listening to this podcast and you don't live under a rock and you're a starfish, you have heard of, uh, the Brian Flores situation. Many people have discussed it and into much extent. And, in depth. And we are not going to contribute any further to that because I quite frankly don't have enough details to make educated opinions. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like a mess. I wish Brian Flores would have gotten one of the jobs. I feel like he probably would have if he didn't come out so quickly with the lawsuit. I've heard other lawyers shit on his current lawyers and saying that they're doing a lot of rookie mistakes with that law- lawsuit. Well, yeah, and I heard that they like and visually, come on, Brian, you're doing a you're doing a discrimination lawsuit with two white guys defending you. Come on. Dude.
0: Well, in my, I, mm-hmm. I, I personally got to
1: think deeper than that. You could have been more diverse.
0: <laughs> I've, I've, I've definitely like I've been trying to keep up with it some in here, some in and out of it. But biggest thing to me is the idea that uh, they're going to offer him the money, and like this is where I think it's crazy. And like, not that I question any of it being real, but like this is does seem seems it just seems like every all the cards were stacked against him in this situation, but. The the fact that they said the GM of the Dolphins offered him $100,000. First off, just $100,000. As if Brian Flores is not making a lot more money than that. $100,000. I get it's a lot of money for anybody. But not only was he offering that, but apparently even if he took the money and took the loss, those losses still would count against him. In the grand scheme of of things. And so he was probably going to lose his job either way. And so I feel like Brian Flores felt like he was in a situation where he was in a no-win situation where it's either I decline it and I lose my job or I accept it and I lose my job. But at the same time, you're also talking about a team that there wasn't any of these issues, any of these conversations between on either small party side about problems until Brian Flores started not winning games. Consistently. And I think the Dolphins were a bit of a dumpster fire this year. And it did, it did sound like there were some issues and stuff as far as Brian Flores' coaching style and whatnot. But I also do question as far as, like, you know, if people are upset because he was short with them or something. I'm like, you know, that probably happens in a lot of locker rooms overall. Yeah. Bill Belichick probably isn't the nicest guy when he's mad at you. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, no football coach really should be. So, But but
0: uh, but yeah, I just, I think it's interesting that the the NFL would absolutely drop that news post-Super Bowl right there after it, just so they could try to sneak it under the rug. But they'll never sneak it under
1: the rug. It always
0: comes to the surface. Yeah, Um, and,
1: and Brian Flores is trying to be like a freedom fighter against the machine. It's just, it's just hard because like you should fight the machine and you should try to correct the corruptness, but like, will it happen? It usually doesn't because all of the corrupt machines are still functioning
0: today <laughs> across the world <laughs> so you know well, and it's it's one step at a time and you know been but, cool to uh, see him coach the giants but you know it's intrigued i'm i'm intrigued to keep an eye on this the, the story as it develops cuz i am intrigued to see where this investigation goes and if cuz if the investigation comes through that he did offer him that money that those things did happen uh with the gm and Brian Flores that that could be very influential in the fact that the Dolphins would probably be finding a new owner, a new GM, and things like that. There would be a lot of change coming off of that.
1: I've heard uh, some sports executives say that if he does get proven to do that, proven that he did offer the bribes for the losses, and it may be in combination with the whole slippery slope of what that also means, but he's probably going to be forced to sell the team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's no way you're able to keep the team after that. If you if you did that, there's no way you can legitimately keep the team, and people feel like there is transparency and honesty and I don't across know how the league, I, not just with the Dolphins, but across the league in general.
1: It's all about making sure that we can set a betting line, and we don't have to worry about teams. Somebody fixing it. Teams literally super tanking. Like mm-hmm. normal tanking, we're still cool with, but super tanking. Dolphin style, not cool. Also, it's just—it's an opportunity for there to be a minority owner to come into the league. Now you got to see if the NFL is going to allow that. I'm not one for forcing minority hires, but because in, in the in the true sense of equality, you shouldn't have to force a minority hire. The best man should rise to the top. Well, I think. But it- in this case, maybe you do have to force a minority hire. Maybe we have a quota of minority owners in the NFL to keep this from happening but that's not gonna happen
0: Mm. well i think too what it comes down a big thing too is when it comes down to the interview process if there's going to be some form of a new hire that interview process has to be fully done out i'm not
1: talking about hiring i'm talking about ownership i'm talking about sell the team and let's say hey there's already 25 white guys lined up with money let's look at the five minority people lined up with money and let's give them a bigger shot at buying this team. Absolutely. And I do believe But that's I, reverse racism.
0: I, I do believe there's I think, three. I do I believe don't there's know. three <laughs> I do believe there's three, currently three uh um uh, non white uh owners in the NFL or GMs. Um and so but but yeah, I think yeah, you're, I nothing. think I think you're right though. Like compared to the 32 teams that are out I, there, you, no, I you, think you definitely I think need... the
1: Packers are publicly owned. That's true. So Packers there's are. no owner. So yeah, and then I, I think be... there's only one minority group besides the Packers. If if that, I think you can quote me on. GMs is one thing. I'm talking about ownership.
0: That's true. Ownership <laughs> is different, separate from the. There's GMs. some
1: there's some minority GMs in and out, but coaches there's two or three, whatever. But you know, whatever. Y'all, watch first take. <laughs> watch hey, Undisputed. They'll definitely talk about <laughs> I I would,
0: I would suggest keeping an eye on it because it could have developments that are major for the NFL. Um, Zach, NBA, any any professional? Ba- obviously, All there's right. one thing we got to talk about, obviously, for sure. The Harden-Ben Simmons trade. I think that's a massive news across the I think media. it's good for both teams. I think it's massively good for both teams. I think I it's... I think Philly's I do think, I do think it's a bad thing... Not bad thing for the league per se, but I think it could be harmful to the league that you've now seen James Harden force his way out of two separate teams in the process of like a two to three year span.
1: Yeah, but he's getting old. He's still one of the best scorers ever. Like James Harden, check the numbers. Go look at his go look at his stats in Houston. Go look. Go look. It's stupid. It's stupid. He was really good. <laughs> And he's still really good. You pair that with the best big man, the potentially the best player in basketball, Philly might win a title this year. Y'all.
0: Joel has looked really great. Philly might win a title Insane. this year.
1: Just saying. Just saying. And here's my gripe. Here's my bone to pick with Andy. Right here. So oh. back, back to the beginning of the show. So Andy, Andy, I respect. He's become a Hornets fan. Because if it's a close game, he'll text me in the end of it, and he was like, big dub. And I'm like, yeah. Because you know I'm watching. And, uh, but we were talking about playoffs and I was like, I said, yeah, man, if this team was healthy, we could be top of the East. And then he, he came back on the top of the East thing. He was like, no, eh, I don't think so. We'd be lucky. We need to try to get out of the play in tournament. And I'm like, no, because right before we got hurt, the Hornets were sitting at 28 and 20, like a week before Andy texted me this. We were like eight games above 500. And then, you know what the Hornets have done the last two weeks? Lose almost every freaking game. So now we don't look good at all. But a mere two weeks ago, fourth in the East. So when you're healthy, making your three pointers before the trade deadline, I know I'm. I know I'm a homer. Just kidding. I don't live in Charlotte, but <laughs> but
0: still, don't I, live in North this Carolina. This team healthy huh?
1: before picking up Montrez Harrell. I like Montrez Harrell. It's a little attitude, and uh, but still, man. I mean, this team is close to being one of the best teams in the East. Just got put it together. I mean, LaMelo Ball is 20 years old All-Star. We're doing all right. We're doing all right at home. State of the Union.
0: Your Hornets, 29 and 30. Oh, horrible so, right now. Sitting at 9th. But listen, I, I can't talk. My, my Hawks have looked even worse, 28 and 30. Sitting at 10th. I mean, dude, the Heat have looked good. Sixers, Hornets are fourteen on the Heat. Sixers right now. a five, fifth seed currently. I think Sixers are a really big threat, man. Oh, Embiid's insane. Celtics beat Sixers by fifty to uh, two nights ago. Last we night. ain't worried about that. Um, we ain't worried. James what Harden you, on the bench. But you think about the Heat. The Heat. I think lead, the Heat are losing right now. To the Hornets Heat. By 14. The Heat are. But the Heat are also still second, second in no. the lead, second in the East. And no. and they haven't been the playing their be, best players
1: without this last two weeks. Like, literally, the Hornets lost, like, eight games straight. They lost, like, seven games straight. Without that one losing streak, which is a big if, they'd be right behind the Heat. Just got to stay healthy with COVID protocols, with basketball, like, ankle injuries and stuff like that. You lose a key guy for a couple weeks, a month for a little, like, wrist something, because Gordon Hayward gets a little wrist something all the time. (laughs) It's a big deal. It's a big deal. But, I mean, I I see Charlotte play competitive against the Heat all the time. I think people think the Heat are too good. I have thought that since they made the finals. The Heat are overrated. The Heat are kind of like Cincinnati Bengals. They've swooped right in, and they went to the finals in the bubble, which was the most baloney playoffs oh, there's ever been. Don't, don't like it. Playoffs? So, I mean, the, the Lakers won in the bubble. I was bubble. about to say,
0: so do you discredit <laughs> the Lakers that championship you in general? don't because
1: we're going to forget in time. But it's like, I mean, they it's still not as impressive. They won under the circumstances that all teams had to play on.
0: I get you, but it's not as impressive.
1: But, 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 my team didn't even get invited, bro. (laughs) So, screw the bubble. That's not normal. I mean, dude, I'm just, obviously I'm a homer, but I think basketball, I watch the games on a nightly basis. I see how it goes. It's a game of runs, dude. Yeah, definitely, you're going to go A lot of games are decided by one point. If you played 30 more seconds, the game would have been a different result. Well, and so. I I say
0: uh, as a Hawks fan, I keep t- having to tell myself, you know, the Hawks were also a team that last year mid midpoint of the season going into All-Star break, you're looking I'm pretty sure we weren't even in the play in at that point. Y'all and are then we made the 5th seat, made 5th seed. and so like that's another thing is a lot of these teams will probably some make some runs, you know, after All-Star break. Um Phoenix Suns on the West leading uh, obviously best team in the in the league 48 and 10. Warriors, Zach, back to the top of the West, nearly. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, looking right back to where he was. I mean, it's
1: how much you think that toaster he signed is worth? He signed a toaster like four or five seasons wow. ago, and then the the Warriors went on like a twenty game winning streak after he signed a toaster.
0: Oh, that's probably super super worth. That, that guy's keeping expensive. that toaster. Now, you think he makes
1: bread in it? That's
0: another thing. Is like how often has he made bread in it? Because I would still use it for making bread. <laughs>
1: For making bread? Well, I mean, for to, ma- to toast my bread, why for would I not? Toast. <laughs> yeah, like
0: toast it up. I guess, yeah, you'd have to. The bread is pre made. Pre made bread. <laughs> <laughs> Although my brother does make bread, so it could be homemade bread. Who knows? Anyways, Utah Jazz, fourth, Memphis Grizzlies. Surprising Memphis Grizzlies at the third spot.
1: Hornets just played the Grizzlies. Do you, are
0: you surprised by that? Do you think the Grizzlies are legitimate there? They got
1: length, they play defense. Ja. I mean, if you play defense and Yaw goes for
0: 30. I think Yaw is a good. legitimate superstar oh, for
1: sure. 100%. 100%. He's crazy, dude. But the thing with Yaw is like, hey, he's not going to be that bouncy in like three years.
0: Do you think, I, I was about to say, do you see him being like a, a Russ type where he's going he to have to? He can shoot better than Russ, I that's think. That's true. I think he's a better shooter. I can't
1: back that up. I don't know for sure. That's just by impression. I think he's a better shooter than Russ. I mean, you're a modern player. You're, like, 12 years more modern than Russ. You better be able to shoot, bro. Uh, and, you know, shout out from the home state. Speaking of other home state, where's Zion? Kind of wanted him to get traded to the Knicks, but
0: we'll see what happens with that. Pelicans right outside the play-in, 23-35. Uh, they traded for McComb, big move. Uh,
1: there's some crazy moves at the deadline. I mean, the craziest one I thought was, uh, what was the other crazy one besides James Harden? And I mean CJ McCollum was a big trade. Damn it. No Lakers moves. Was there Man, I'm drawing a blank, but that other super surprising trade, that's the one I'm talking about. And that's pretty much all I got for the NBA.
0: <laughs> I was just scrolling through the trades looking to see who. It what may we be got. the CJ
1: McCollum trade. I may be No, it's Porzingis. I knew it. It was the Washington Porzingis. Porzingis went Przingus. Przingus. to watch it. I didn't even see that. The that traded Porzingis because he never plays, just like Anthony Day to Day Davis.
0: Man. <laughs> I actually did see uh, Stephen A. Smith went on First Take, obviously his show, uh, and Mad Dog. St- yeah, Mad Dog coming in for an hour um, nowadays. Absolutely, just oh my god, man, radio. I wish, I wish to God, Zach, sometimes that. I had been listening to sports radio my entire the life. heydays. Because if we had been back in the heydays, the early 2000s, that stuff would have been money, oh gas. Jim Rome. Gas pack. Rome is burning. But uh, yeah, I saw Stephen A. Smith said that he thinks the uh, Lakers should be shopping Anthony Davis at the end of the season. And I was like, yeah, you know, LeBron. I could see it. I, I think it's legit somewhat. just, Just like you said, Anthony always injured Davis. Do you really need that around?
1: This is what's going to happen. LeBron's going to act like everything's all good and fine. And then he's going to bail on the Lakers, and he's going to demand a trade, and he's going to get traded to wherever team drafts Bronny.
0: I have heard he wants to play with Bronny.
1: I think he's just going to go back to Cleveland, and hopefully Cleveland gets Bronny somehow. I think
0: that's what's going to happen. Even though they're like the fourth seed in the East right now, third seed in the East. I mean, yeah, but... That's true. I guess also with the NBA, if you already have a somebody, they just have a better young
1: core that can actually play games than the Lakers. You put LeBron on that team, it's probably pretty good, dude. That's true. Put LeBron on any team, they're pretty good. (laughs) It's LeBron.
0: NBA man, about to be at the All Star break. Yep. You know, right there at it. So Lamelo. Uh, (laughs) is he an All Star? Yeah, replacement. Shout out out. for Kevin Durant first for KD. Really,
1: twenty year old All Star. Lonzo ain't oh an all star. Baby ball. lavar so he told us the whole time. Should have just listened to LeVar Ball.
0: <laughs> LeVar Ball should be running a vast NBA team, let's be he honest. He does.
1: It's called his family. He's got <laughs> he's got three players in the NBA in his house.
0: Oh man. So Zach. Great dad. I think before <laughs> we get out of here, there's probably one more thing. Oh yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> It's
1: the red!
0: It's and the, the white. white! Get the base wide.
1: Get the base white. Right. And the red. It makes the black
0: you pop! Get the black. It makes it pop! You think you think visors are cool, Sparrier? Yes, the dogs, Zach. Spurrier. That's what I'm talking, Spurrier. That's what I'm talking about, man. My freaking dogs. Okay, we 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 alluded it to it earlier. The dogs played the SEC championship, got their butts handed to them, Forty-one twenty-four. Bryce Young won the Heisman with that game, threw like three touchdowns, 300-something yards. Ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. Tough. Even, tough. Tough. It was awful. I knew when that happened, though, that this team had a chance for greatness. A got shot in it. the playoff. Got the, got the opportunity into the playoff. Played Michigan. Dominated Michigan. Oh, my God. Nearly thought we were chasing Jim Harborough right back to the NFL, but he did agree to a contract extension. Other day. The Big Ten cannot Big Ten. hang. They were, it was so funny because they were so dominant through the Big Ten and then we dominated the crap out of them. Beautiful. I, I think a lot of people so in the, the world do you get the base white <laughs> and then Zach, the national championship comes around and all you can hear is the t- trash talk coming. There's no way they're going to do it. They failed every single time. They're going to fail again. Stetson Bennett isn't the guy get Stetson out of there. I hate all of you. Stop with the doubt. Stop with your hate. The dogs did it. Pulled off the massive upset. It was a good game too, man. I you watched it. It was a good game. Fourth quarter, three point game in the fourth quarter. Bama's up. The dogs score fourteen with a pick six to seal it. Get a thirty-one or thirty-three. 17 or 18 When It doesn't dog, matter. It doesn't matter. The dog's on top, man. The dog's on top. The dog. Kirby Smart. Put the put the, the critics to bed. It's over. Stop talking. That man knows what he's doing. Welcome to the club. Dude, it's beautiful. I'm wearing the natty shirt right now. We'll, yeah. Got that trophy on it. Beautiful. My mom bought us a me and my brother each like a mystery crate. So we got a crate Big coming help. out at some point. Um it's been great, man. And I was talking to Scotty, and, you know, obviously we, we've been celebrating a lot, but then it was the thoughts of, all right, next season's coming along. Open the season in Atlanta against Oregon, and Oregon just uh, over the offseason hired Dan Lanning, Georgia's defensive coordinator for the national championship run. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting game. I think it will be a really fun game to go watch. Good to see what the dogs look like coming into the season. A lot of hype going into the season for Clemson to be able to bounce back with a good year. South Carolina has a lot of hype coming in off a good year with uh, Shane Beamer winning Duke's Mayo Bowl. A little Mayo bath looked disgusting, absolutely filthy. No thanks. No thank you, and no rec- anti Mayo. I will right say here. it, dude. No recruit is worth a Mayo bath. No recruit. You can have them all. I don't want any. All that to go seven and six. <laughs> don't be mean to them. They haven't beat us in three thousand days. <laughs> Um, so but yeah, good stuff, man, overall. And Bama obviously is gonna be the threat. All these teams. But nice but time. I was talking to Scotty and uh I was like, dude, you want to go to the Oregon game? He's like, man, in or- no, not the, <laughs> not, but you know, go to the Atlanta for the Oregon okay. game. He goes, Man, what if we lose though? I hate going I don't want I hate the thought of going to a game that we lose. And I was like, Scotty, if we lose, I will look at every Oregon fan that wants to talk crap and go, nanana boo-boo, stick your head in doo-doo. We're still national champions until somebody wins it. Okay? So Dan, until until how long it been year. how long's it been since the national championship? It's been about a month and a half. And you've been happy this whole time. Oh, uh, it's been it's glorious. I still watch the videos of like other Georgia fan reactions and I can't help but tear up. It just brings tears. I mean, it's I it's it's so it's just, it's so a relief. It's so relieving to not have to worry about that anymore. And now, like, it's a weird thing to say that you worry about it as a fan, but you know, you you get it. It's a monkey on the back. Paul Paul gets it. Paul as a South Carolina, you if you're a college football fan, like a diehard fan, you get it. It is a monkey off the back, especially when it's Georgia beating Bama. That is the that is the biggest. I mean, thing. you have to Jesus, be Bama. You thank have to be. You.
1: It's the same thing for Clemson. Bama beat us in the natty. Uh, we yeah. came back and beat them. If we,
0: if we had played Cincinnati for the national championship the and beat, Nat- you know, that we would it would have been great, but he there's beat- a cherry on the top with getting all right, that.
1: All right, all right, we started with WWE, we're going to finish WWE. Rick Flair.
0: To be the man, you have to beat the man. All right, guys, that's it. Episode 97. Simeon Rice. Simeon Rice, guys. Let's tell you a Part little bit. Part of that bit. Tampa Bay
1: defensive line: Warren Sapp, Rondé Barber, and the boys. The boys. Who was the linebacker? Uh, Dare Darren Sharp. Derrick.
0: No, Darren Sharp was a corner. Rick
1: He's really good. He's like a Hall of Famer. Okay, I'm, I'm close, guys. I'm, I'm close. Simeon Rice. He was. He-, he was a 99 on Madden at one point. 96
0: draft, third overall pick. Whoa. Play for the Cards, Bucks, Broncos, Colts. Fourteen years, rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year as well, first year. So Simeon Rice, episode ninety-seven, guys. Ninety-seven. We're back. We're gonna be back every week yet again. We're gonna be we're back in the vicinity of each, vicinity of each other. It's gonna be easy recordings. And like Zach said, we are going to be working out the YouTube Kings. So I Matt, want. I want to get on YouTube. I guarantee you. Bye. Start of summer, there will be video content coming from Very Moody Sports Oh, that's show. easy. Absolute. Guaranteed. You'll have
1: every angle of me by then.
0: Ooh. Uh, Maybe not uh, the left side. That's a bad angle on me. I don't need no left side camera, yep. all right? I'm Catch gonna, you next week. I'm going to
1: look this way. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, a very moody sports show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y, sports page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.